the Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. We're recording? No, no way. We are? I don't believe it. Not for a second. I don't buy it. I don't trust you, Maynard. Well, She's got those I shifty mean, eyes, which is all you can see. I know. Yeah, it's really hot in here. It, it is, is hot toasty. in here. You know what, though? Uh, I appreciate that Maynard decided to wear his clothing this evening. Yeah, no, well, especially It's in touch and go sometimes, but there is a lady present. I mean, it is my house, but I, I you know, we have guests, so let's just wear t-shirts. Speaking of guests, uh, this evening, for the first, uh, the first time in CGS history, we have someone not related to us on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up, you guys? My name's Katrina, and I am uh, pretty sure I'm not related to anybody here. I would hope not. <laughs> Otherwise, my parents have some explaining to do. Well, you know, I mean, there's like distant cousins and stuff, but as far as I know... That's true. That's no, true. No relation to the Boston area. <laughs> so we invited Katrina on the show because we wanted to do a special episode, uh, but we're going to get more into the topics after we cover one of the most important things we talk about on this show, which is, of course is dick news. Jordan? Take it away. All right, we got dick news. Dick, dick news. news. <laughs> I don't um, know why. One, so one of these days, we'll get the jingle going for that. Yeah, no, we. I, gotta do I like have the. Recording. I have the song already. We just need. We just need the music. Like I have the lyrics down. It's super easy. We just need to make sure that we can get the music rights to Blue Moon. I don't think we're gonna yeah, get that's that. Not gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna Wait, do it. It'll be fine. Go? Yeah, um, I can imagine. How would that go? How would that go? Imagine. How would that go? Every time I do it, I laugh. Of course. Uh, we know we'll stand by for you. Don't dick don't you worry. Dick 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 dong 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 dick news dick news dick news like that. Yeah, no, right. That'd no. be great, right? We don't need to record it. We'll just have you sing it every time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's what we do anyway. Just as long as you can get through it without We'll laughing. do it live. There's humidity in the air. My throat's a little dry. I'm just not ready. I'm not ready, you guys. Oh, right, guys. Dick news. Dick news. So I got a throwback. Uh, this goes to uh, a few episodes ago. It might have been even Maynard's Roundtable. We had a man shoot himself in the in the dick with a I 9 I think millimeter. that was Maynard's Roundtable. Yeah, so, yeah, I think so. Because we had pictures. Remember? We had the pictures of the guy, and they looked like dudes that would have shot themselves in the dick. Yeah, yeah. He uh, <laughs> was adjusting his, his waistband, and he shot himself in the dick with a 9 millimeter. Not smart. That's like, you know. He gave himself the old Plaxico Burris circumcision. Random Tuesday in Indiana, right? <laughs> so, I was say Plaxico. In in what state would you expect a man to shoot himself in the penis accidentally? Well, I feel like well, men there's in, a wide variety. I of feel states. like men in Texas would probably be a little bit more uh, Florida. aware. They would have muzzle discipline. Yeah, Florida sounds right. Florida for sure. Kentucky. No, not everyone to do Kentucky. Alabama. Florida. I'm gonna say Alabama. Maynard, Maynard, you got a guess too. I'm gonna go with Louisiana. Louisiana, cool. That's All a right. good one too. So, um. Florida man accidentally <laughs> Florida man accidentally shoots himself in the penis after sitting on his gun. Fucking uh, beginner's luck there. You know what happened is we guessed Florida so many times and it was someplace crazy like Wisconsin. Akron, Ohio or Wisconsin. Like remember remember in a show that, you know, we used to do, uh, in, in a topic <laughs> in a topic where I'd find things about prostheses, uh, we had that guy have his leg pulled out of a beaver dam. Yeah, and oh, we were certain. Yeah. We were certain it was like Louisiana. Yeah, no, no, that was Wisconsin. Anyway, so a Florida man shoots himself in the penis after sitting on his gun. Cedric Jelks, 38, faces criminals, criminal charges for possession of a firearm. 
after accidentally shooting himself in the dick at 3 a.m., he drove himself home first. So, like, I'm sorry, if I shot myself in the dick, I'd probably, like, not drive to my house. Yeah, but if you recall from last episode, we had that guy who cut his own dick off and then decided to go visit his neighbors afterwards. Yeah, but they knew something was wrong immediately. This guy drove home. He was at his girlfriend's house and drove home. He didn't drive to the hospital. He's like, I should be fine. It's just, uh, it's just another hole. Uh, so the wo- a woman told police that her boyfriend uh, unwittingly sat on his loaded gun in the driver's seat of his car, uh, and then the gun reportedly went off, shooting fucking him. Fucking moron. Did it not have a safety? Uh, some don't. Did know. he have a prehensile finger that I, pulled I the trigger? Know, I want to know what type of gun it was, but they don't report that, unfortunately. They never do. They never um, do. His car had been outside his girlfriend's home at 3 in the morning. He dashed into the house, uh, made a beeline for the bathroom uh, where he saw the wound. His girlfriend took him to a nearby hospital where he Just like a man. Surgery. He finds an extra hole. He goes in the bathroom to play around with it. Uh, so police <laughs> arrived at the hospital around 3 a.m. investigating the cause of the wound. Determined, uh, They determined Jelks had previous conviction for cocaine possession, making it illegal for him to even own a gun. Oh. And he faces criminal charges for possession of a firearm. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if cocaine played a part in this one, too. Yeah, probably. Probably. It doesn't seem like something you do sober. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like if, if you put your gun in your pocket and there's one in the chamber and it's not on safe, no, this you was deserve just everything the, this that happens to your dick. Seat. Like, this was just right on the driver's seat. So he sat on his own gun. Yeah, no, he sat on his gun on the driver's seat of his car and shot himself in the dick. I've been through a number of instances where I had a loaded weapon. And it was incredibly late, and I was extremely tired. I'd been working for like a whole day, and never once did I accidentally sit on that weapon. Yeah, I can. I, can I can't think say, of an instance where I would have accidentally sat on a gun. Yeah, I, I can safely say I've never done that. No, no, not no. My, not my daily activity either. So uh, that was that was. He shot off his own dick. I feel like. So it shot through his thigh. I guess it shot up. No, no, it shot like it probably it did like a fromunda. <laughs> oh, okay. Where he sat on it and it probably uh, went so that way. I'm just trying to think of like how the gun would have been positioned in his chair. Like, well, see, they say he shot off his dick, but I'm wondering if maybe it went through the scrot. No, he shot himself in the penis. That he shot himself in the penis, penis, but did it go through the scrot as well, or did yeah, he just have an abnormally large they, penis? They didn't I'm mention just the scrot. Visualize it, like maybe his penis oh, hung really low. Oh, you know low. what? Maybe you know what was happening. Maybe they were fooling around in the car, and he had. Well, remember, he had remember a north-south situation. The last guy shot himself. Down through the penis into the scrotum. Yeah, but this is a different situation. The gun came from. They specifically mentioned the scrotum. This is not even. Okay, was so he, he like shot straddling the gun. Well, I mean, if he sits <laughs> down, right? Like you sit in the driver's seat of a car. They have weird sex in Florida. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. They do everything. It hangs weird between in the legs sometimes, and you spread out, and just. Okay. So sounds well, more yeah, like an I mean, episode maybe of CSI. He sh- maybe he and you know what it is? Tip. Florida's warm and humid, so I would imagine that it was probably... Like Gun- a saggy dick? Yeah, it was, it was saggy dick. limp on yeah, the chair. Yeah, right, saggy right. dick. Yeah, that makes Gun- sense. He was... <laughs> Gunshot we, circumcision. We figured it out. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I'm glad we could work together on that one. Th- the car was a Nissan Altima. <laughs> I don't know if that <laughs> makes, makes a difference. Honestly, that's kind of like insult to injury. Um... So yeah, so that was that's that's dick news number one. We do have a, a second dick news. It's sort of a dick news. It's oh, like oh wow, sort of news. a dick news. Yeah, it's like phallic. is this is this almost like a what's in your wallet crossover? Kind of like you know news from down under. I, I mean, <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, what's in your wallet and news from down under are also uh, vagina references. Right. Oh. Yeah. All right. I'm checking in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. I have arrived. Let's hear it. Let's go. Apparently, 
According to a Christian author, Christian publisher, dildo enthusiasts are on a direct path to the demonic realm. Female masturbation can apparently open a portal to hell. Can so Stranger Things four. (laughs) (laughs) American horror story. The South. It's down south? Uh, no, this is just oh, the whole wi- story's down women south. Women anyway. Yeah, well, there you go. So hold on, let me just ask you a question, and it's a hypothetical. Yeah. Do you think this person has the same problem with guys beating off? Because I'm guessing no. I'm guessing this isn't like, oh no, if everyone masturbates, it's a portal to hell. Notice how we use the term "portal to hell" in re- in reference to a vagina. It's just female yeah. masturbation. Yeah, so I actually agree. <laughs> I agree. You said vaginas are a portal to hell? No, no, no. Female masturbation uh, or dildos, right? It was, yeah, it was a dildo. Yeah. dildo, yeah. The, the reason why I agree is because um, there's a thing we call demon dick. Oh. Which is, so it, it's not technically, technically masturbation, but it's when you hook up with a guy that's good for nothing but dick. So you might as well be using a dildo, right? Okay, fair right. enough. And, and. But then somehow he gets you on the inside, like he you just, just described my yeah, high school he like, career. Yeah, he hurts your soul. <laughs> that's we call that demon dick. That's like so when sad. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's so sad. It's like when the dick is so good, like a dildo, because it does whatever you want. So it's like George Clooney back in the day. Well, I've I've never had sex with him, but me tell, neither. Tell me but, how it was. But here's the <laughs> yeah, thing. Right. Here's the thing with George Clooney. Was like he, he never he was hands? notorious for never getting married. Oh yeah, yeah. He and might so have demon dick. Yeah, that's possible. Or like so Derek Jeter. Maybe. He used to give yeah. gift baskets, though. So I have like... You can get a gift basket on the, the path to hell. Why not? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, have, I have McDonald's stick. It just kind of suits its purpose, but no one's ever really super happy about it. <laughs> no one's but, like, I can't wait to do so, that again. They're just like, well, I'm not hungry anymore. Or like ramen noodle dick. <laughs> yeah, ramen noodle dick. <laughs> when you you're on love a, to see them smile? When you're on a budget, I've got the dick for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm loving it. <laughs> Have it your way. No one's ever said that. That's for sure. Um, Have it your way for like 25 seconds. So since time immemorial, we've been told wanking is bad. However, the last 50 years have seen a gradual emancipation of the pussy for many women. What? That's I'm, I'm that's in the article. Yes. Who wrote this fucking article? Uh, Alice Nicol Nikolov Nikolov. Alice Nikolov. No, no, no. I mean, like, where did you find this? Uh, article? Dazed Digital. Oh, okay. So it's not a, like a reputable source. Well, no. There's like there was actual several sources, but this had the most. This is the most entertaining picture. Like I knew I knew BBC America wasn't writing about pussy, but I was wondering if maybe like I had missed who wrote this. <laughs> Reuters. It's Forbes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Forbes has gotten edgy. <laughs> the New Yorker. <laughs> Unfortunately, as we've started. To talk more about female masturbation and orgasm in more open, positive ways, the backlash from Puritans, misogynists, and religious fanatics has also become more apparent, particularly in the U.S. And then it goes on to talk about uh, demons from hell's fiery pits. Masturbation is a direct path to Satan. Where in Leviticus do they talk about the vagina being a portal to hell? So this, uh, I, I don't actually remember seeing it now that I think about it. There was that one woman whose husband turned to salt. That's true. No, she turned to salt. He was fine. Uh, yeah, he, he... He was probably really okay with her turning to salt, too. Like, he was like, serves you right. It was probably extremely dry. It probably didn't actually... It was probably an allegory. Like, she didn't actually turn to salt. It just felt like it. He wasn't like a slug, was he? 
Oh, maybe he didn't wash like after he'd been outside all day. And yeah, his like balls he balls tasted yeah. salty. Oh. Do they? Do, or he was swimming. Do they do in ball, the Dead Sea? Because it's a very salty. Do they do sea. ball play back then? Probably. I have to imagine it that they were pretty ever, kinky. They didn't have TV, so like their imaginations really were in full. What is it's, ball play? Uh oh. You cup the balls. Like you play, play? play with the balls. Yeah. I thought play that with was standard. Well, I mean, that's standard. <laughs> Wait, there's women out here that just ignore the. Balls. I'm gonna give you a phone number that you're gonna need to text later. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to give some advice to someone. Just for instructions, me. no context. I didn't know that was like a special thing. Ball play? That that sounds like it's like a special thing. Sometimes you just you gotta show a little. Attention. I guess it depends on. Uh, I guess it depends on who's wearing the jersey when it comes yeah, to playing right. with the ball. Uh, so anyway, Eden Decoden. Eden Decoded in Florida, it's the publisher. Eden uh, Decoded? Is adamant that female masturbation is basically leading civilization straight down a path to hell. They knew everybody was naked in the Garden of Eden, right? Yeah. I have a feeling that was a whole place full of impure thoughts. I think this guy's still mad that Eve ate the apple. Yeah, frankly, I'm kind of <laughs> glad she did because I goddamn love my laptop, and I love having a car, and I love that we can go to space if we need to, and none of that shit would have been possible had Eve not been like, hey, I wonder what this... Beautiful looking red fruit tastes like. What? Oh. It's a, it, I mean, because because she when Eve ate that apple, we got knowledge, and then we were kicked out of the Garden of Eden, according to Christian texts that I have not read in twenty years. So wait, if she never ate it, we wouldn't have known anything. Yeah, we'd still be walking around naked. Think of how impractical that bullshit is. Mm, yeah, you get things. Summertime you get things hanging out <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. You're getting oh, pinched yeah. in places you shouldn't. It's yeah, not. were there bugs? What about the bugs? I don't even like to walk around my house without shoes. Can you imagine walking around the fucking Garden of Eden? I'm Asian. Uh, no no shoes in the house for me. <laughs> 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 yeah, but you also don't have three kids that love fucking playing with Legos. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> All At right, night, so it's like an obstacle course. You close your eyes, and you really, really hope to God you're not going to step on one. I, I, I don't think we need to go any further with this. This, I mean... It sounds crazy, right? Yeah, it like, sounds insane. Like a portal. It sounds like this person just has a problem with women in general, and is just making a generalized statement like, "Women are evil because I'm dumb, and have never read any other book except for this one, and their vaginas are a portal to hell because I've never actually seen one." Maybe he's just never been able to solve the Rubik's cubes that is the clitoris. Mm. That's true too. It's probably accurate statement. We've given the above. We've given the audience something to think about. So, uh, having said that, I guess it's time we move into the show. So, <laughs> hey, uh, maybe we should just edit this out. You know, we'll show out. everybody. No, 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 no. We're friends now, audience. So uh, you're gonna see how the sausage. What if we have new? Tonight. What if we have new friends? We we don't want to. This is kind of actually a short amount of time that we talked about dicks. So. Yeah, normally we go minutes, like a whole segment. Short. <laughs> yeah. I'm Jordan, I I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to make it quick tonight. Much like that. <laughs> How's that different from any other night? We just had a <laughs> we just had a Nuna. Got like a female in the room, and it's like, well, we don't need to talk about dicks. <laughs> yeah, we got to cut quick, back a little dicks. bit. Any dick news on your end? No, no, no news stories like that. Okay, like, I, I feel like I contributed. You know, like female masturbation in, in regards to uh, men that are good for nothing but dick. Okay. Fair Demon enough. dick. That's a new phrase. Demon, Demon dick? dick. We Demon learned dick. something new if tonight. I, if that's not an Urban Dictionary, I'm willing to guarantee oh, you that's going to be on Urban Dictionary soon if it's not already. It probably is. It's, it's all over everywhere. We have somebody who's very good at that. Anybody who's listening who have uh, Demon Dick experiences and, and have heard of it, definitely let them know. Leave a comment yes. on um, 
C underscore G underscore supernormal. And uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll read the best one. We'll read the best demon dick. Yeah, I will, give us I will your read it as dick, dick news. Stories, yeah, we'll read it as dick news. We'll be like, Karen in Minnesota. <laughs> yes, if your life has been ruined by demon dick between the years of, um, <laughs> I don't know, whatever year, please write us. You may be eligible for a settlement. <laughs> and we'll, we'll read it in our best Robert Stack voice. Okay. 1987, writing? there was a dick. <laughs> Okay, so uh, welcome to Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. If you heard that opening part, um, it gave you no clue as to what the show's about. This is a podcast dedicated to the weird, unexplained, and all things sticky, stupid, and uncomfortable. Like finding a used Band-Aid in the shower at the gym. Oh, all those things we talked about. Just gross uh. Sticky, stupid, and uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Sarge, and with me is Maynard. Joining us, as usual, is our dedicated researcher, Jordan. We also have a special guest... Katrina, Katrina, can you give us your uh, your Twitter at? Because I'm going to get into that next. Hey, what's good, y'all? It's Katrina. Um, my Twitter is at I am Katrina with a K. C underscore. And it's also my Instagram, too. I am Katrina C underscore. All right. So find her here. Find her on uh, Twitter. Find her on Instagram. Don't go to a house, though. Um, that don't. is thoroughly discouraged. So um, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Bastard Prophet. Maynard is at Maynard Rules, and Jordan is at CG Super Jordan. The show is at C underscore G underscore Supernormal, which I called out earlier. And you can also follow our host at branded at branded underscore Sports, or check out their website at thebrandedsports.com. They have some other great podcasts, um, which you should listen to after you listen to this one. And uh, their articles are pretty damn funny too. If you like our show, leave us a review on iTunes because that's really the only way people know that we're not crappy uh, and we need your love. We, we really need it. Uh, also, if you really, really like our show, you can hit us up on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Destroyer. Your subscriptions help us make some great content in the future uh, and maybe we would actually really like to go on location at some point. Not to anywhere good, of course. We're going to go someplace haunted, but uh, that would help us out. Finally, if you have questions or comments, you can email us directly at citizensguidepodcast at gmail.com. All right, now that all that bullshit's out of the way, buckle up, gang. Because Saj has a story, but the cool is far away from me. Help. <laughs> you were really sadly and poorly prepared for that. I was poorly prepared. Pretty soon they'll have like a robot or something. That we are going to have a robot. Like a Roomba. It's, yeah. That's, that's part of the Patreon. That's a Patreon goal. Robot. Be a robot. Robot. Uh, so buckle up, gang. Saj has a story. The year was 1898. Caleb Bradshaw named his soft drink Pepsi Cola and thus began America's long history of saying no when someone asks, is Pepsi okay? <laughs> <laughs> New York City annexes the surrounding area, which would later become Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, Staten Island, and that place where they keep all the money. Protests in Italy lead to a massacre where hundreds of civilians are killed, and directly in the middle of that, Italy finds time to play the first game of the Italian Soccer League, which just goes to show you people in Europe really fucking love soccer. Finally, at the end of the Spanish-American War, the United States gains control over the Mariana Islands, including the island of Guam which, this evening, is the subject of our show. We're not going to be talking about the island necessarily itself, but we're going to be talking about the culture and folklore of the island because there's some really interesting stuff about the island of Guam, and we thought it would be fun to talk about. So, after the break, we're going to get into um, not only some details that we have, some uh, geographic and demographic information, but Katrina's going to tell us some stories from her family 
um, about some of the cool folklore in Guam. So uh, stick around. And now is a word from one of our sponsors. Somebody. Somebody. Hopefully it's more dick news. Do you need a t-shirt but don't want to look like a fucking donkey? Do you want your mug to tell you to fuck yourself every morning? Well, stop shopping at fucking Kohl's, you dildo. Go to facultees.com. Your shirts are comfortable. The designs are awesome, and the customer service is pretty amazing. And I got to tell you, the prices are great for what you're getting. I own a few of these amazing shirts, but Death Unicorn is definitely my favorite and the favorite of this crazy Special Forces guy that I made friends with. And he's probably killed people. Anyway, up your game. Buy a shirt, and at checkout, enter the code SARGE15 to save 15%. The website is F-A-R-K-L-E-T-E-E-S dot com. So up your game, and look better than your shitbag fucking neighbors. Am I supposed to hit a button? You are now <laughs> recording. Oh. I hope so. You're the guy who does the editing. Recording has started. All right. So, um, recently, we, uh, we uh, not even recently, like five minutes ago, we talked about Guam. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Guam because uh, Guam's got some really interesting uh, folklore that goes along with it. But first, we're going to tell you a little bit about the island itself. So, Guam uh, is in the Pacific Ocean. And it's, uh, it's fairly close to Hawaii. It's a little north of Hawaii. It's the westernmost part of the United States of America. In fact, there's a saying that says uh, America's day starts in Guam. Isn't, isn't Guam like near Japan? It, it's like um, in between Hawaii and the Philippines. So it's like, okay. like uh, well, I don't know what north and or what east and west is when you have the dateline involved. So, so the interesting thing about the dateline is that the dateline is, um, if I understand correctly, the dateline is east of Guam. Okay, so if the dateline is east of Guam, then... No, I'm sorry, it's it, no, the dateline, excuse me, the dateline is west of Guam. Guam is on the other side of the dateline. Yeah, so that's why they say America's Day starts in Guam, because they're counting it yes. as it goes across Europe. That is correct. And in, uh, uh, in the Asian continent. If you're going from Hawaii towards Asia, you'll hit Guam before you hit, like, Indonesia and the Philippines. So Guam is also uh, kind of hourglass-shaped almost. At its widest point, it's 12 miles across, and at its most narrow point, I think it's... It's because Guam knows what all the other continents like. <laughs> <laughs> it's only four miles apart at its most uh, narrow point. Um, so the island is 212, 212 square miles, and it is the southernmost part of the Marianas Islands chain. So anybody who's like really looking like for Guam, if you look at Australia, there's like a little peninsula... That points up on the um, west side of Australia. And if you put your finger on it on the globe or on a map and you just draw straight up, you'll hit Guam somewhere. If you can see, because <laughs> it's a tiny little speck. Guam is totally on Google Street View. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, I mean, how many times have you ever gone on Google Street View and looked at Guam? This is cool. So I think the most interesting thing about Guam's geography is that it is actually extremely close to Challenger Deep, which is the deepest part of the ocean, the Marianas Trench, and Challenger Deep being the deepest part, which is uh, 35,797 feet. Wow. Um, so it's the deepest sur surveyed point in the ocean. And uh, the Marianas Trench and Challenger Deep especially lies just southwest of Guam. So, uh, what's interesting about Guam, besides the fact that it's the westernmost U.S. territory and where the sun rises, <laughs> um, 
there's some interesting thing about the indigenous people of Guam. Uh, there was a historian named Lawrence Cunningham who wrote about it, and he said that the, the island has a very communal, uh, communal lifestyle. So a long time ago, before the island was colonized, the, the belief system was that no one really owned anything and everything was communal. So uh, one of the stories that I found kind of funny in the sense that it's, it's sort of cultures clashing, not funny in the sense that a terrible thing happened to this island once it was discovered. But uh, what happened was... Uh, Magellan showed up at Guam to replenish his boat. And when he showed up at the island, the the locals came out to the boat and they saw the boat and they were like, well, nobody owns anything. So there's all this cool shit in the boat. We're going to take it. And so the people of the island actually took all the stuff off the boat. And Magellan had to fire cannons to get him to go away. He did not kill anyone, but he fired cannons because he's like, stop stealing my shit. I need this. I'm circumnavigating the globe and you're taking my sails. Um, but he wound up bothering with the people. However, he did refer to Guam as the Island of Thebes, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, he's welling for that. We just like to share. Hey, he yeah, just completely exactly. misunderstood the place. He just didn't yeah. get it. He had no idea how it worked. Um, I, I still don't know how he thought he ended up in Greece. I, I don't know. Jeez. Um, Guam. Uh, was that, was that was an Island of Thebes he, reference. God. An I mean, Island oh, of Thebes. Oh, oh, that was right, pretty right, good. Right. Okay. You guys went, went all right. You, head. you win. That well, was I mean, one. Columbus thought he was in India, and he, there was a whole other gigantic, you know, two continents in the way. So even though um, Guam was not officially, <laughs> so Guam was officially claimed by Spain in 1565. However, the island was not actually colonized until the 17th century. So I think that's actually kind of interesting because all those people were like, "We own Guam, but none of us have been there." Imagine buying a house and not going to it for 200 years. Yeah. Like, that's ours. We don't really know where it is, but we think it's ours. So, um, I mentioned well, you the... you do have a flag. I mentioned <laughs> the shape of the island, which um, we said was kind of like a, a, an hourglass in the sense that it's more narrow in the middle than it is in the outside. And local legend was that a great fish was coming by and eating sides of the island. <laughs> yeah. He was eating it on both sides. He was, like, going around one side and then swimming around the other. And so, the people called the uh, Chamoru... Um, they had magical abilities. And so they built a net, and every time the women sang, the net got bigger and bigger. They made the net out of their hair, and that's how they, they caught the fish and stopped the island from getting eaten. Um, so I'm going to turn over some of the folklore to Katrina because this is more her area of expertise. Um, but we do have some more information on the folklore as well. So um, I, I didn't say earlier, I, I guess I'm on the show today because I am half Chamorro. Um, which are the native people of Guam. So if you think of like Native Americans, we are Native Americans from a different part of America. Do you have magical <laughs> hair when you sing too? My hair. Can if you start magical, singing? I don't have any powers because... It <laughs> my, just does what it wants. My other half is taking over completely. My mother has magical hair though. She's full Chamorro. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, her hair is like, I mean... So if you started singing right now, we're not going to get a net, is what you're saying. <laughs> Listen... If I start singing right now, you guys are going to take a net and like strangle me with it because <laughs> I'm terrible. Um, Girls, same. Yeah, the podcasters same. can't see. There's a ukulele on the wall and I need to stay far away from it because I'm just going to leave that up to the people that are like really talented in that area. Can you play it? Is it calling to you? I It is, it is saying stay away from me <laughs> <laughs> because then you're going to try to sing. No, I can't play. I can't play, but... I mean, that's all right. Maynard hears that a lot. Stay away from me. Yeah, it's got like four four strings on it. I think it's a little easier than maybe like you know more something with more. It has strings, like four like strings, eight frets, and yet still, it's probably more complicated than anything I'm good at operating. 
Um, where do we wait? So where do I start with the folklore? So it's up to you. I mean, you you kind of tell us, and then we can jump around to all the shit that we got here. Yeah, you got stories. Is it okay if I give a little shout out? Because um, yeah, I, yeah. I did Go recruit yeah, some people do. from social media to help me with. No, them. no, please do, please do. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Tomorrow Beauties, which is a um, it's an Instagram page, C H A M O R R O B E A U T I E S. Um, they helped me out with a little research because. So I grew up here in the States. I was born in the States. Actually, um, my mother, she was also born. She was born in Tennessee. But uh, my grandmother's from Guam. And, you know, that whole side of the family are native Chamorros. But since Guam is part of the United States, they can join uh, the American military and move, come and go from the United States as they please. You know, so they're citizens. Um, but obviously the natives... We, ha- we haven't even... I skipped over like a whole bunch of history. <laughs> I actually... To to that so point. it's interesting that you mentioned that though because I actually had a friend who was from uh, the Mariana Islands who was in basic training with me and he flew out. Um, so we had... We actually had a number of kids that were from different uh, U.S. territories who also served in the, in the uh, army with me. So it was cool to like hear their stories because for me, it was like getting on a plane and going to Missouri. Like I was still part of the continent I was born on. These guys literally came from halfway across the world to be a part of the U.S. So it was, was kind of interesting to me to like hear like some guys had to learn, uh, had, had to like practice their English and learn English a little bit better. Like one kid from, uh, um, I want to say Togo. Yeah, Togo. So one kid from Togo had to learn English a little bit better because even though they speak English, they like he... Heavy accents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had a kid from Puerto Rico who had to learn English uh, a lot differently than what he was used to. So it was, uh, it, it, to me, it just blows my mind that we have these parts of the United States that people who live here think is another country. Yeah. I think, what, what was it, last year, last summer, or last fall, when um, the, the crazy dude over in Korea was, like, threatening to bomb <laughs> Guam. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't think Trump ever said that he like didn't know where it was, but I'm pretty sure he has no idea where it is. His eyes like, just glazed over. He's like, "Hey, it's fine. It's an Asian country. I don't care about it." <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, no, no. We own that one. There's like American like military do. right there. There's lots of Americans there. There are American interests there. And if we ever have to go to war in Asia, Guam is strategically positioned to hold all the yeah. battleships and airplanes and all the stuff we need. Well, it was a major port in World War II and in the Korean War. My grandfather served on Guam during the Korean War. Yeah. Um, w- another thing that was interesting in 2017, a congressman. I am going to convince myself that he was kidding, but there's <laughs> a good chance he wasn't. When <laughs> this is so dumb, we were talking about uh, building uh, building up our military presence in Guam, and he literally said, "If we keep adding more people to Guam, it's going to tip over." I remember that. We're like, no, no, it's a, it's an island. They don't they don't do that. It's not a boat, you asshole. That sounds more like a challenge to I me. Think Let's <laughs> see if we can do that. Let's tip over Guam. Right, everybody go to the south. This is the same yeah. guy who probably <laughs> thinks that if you keep digging just straight down, you'll end up in China. Right. That was a Georgia representative, Hank Johnson. Yeah, I think he was a Democrat, and I think he was just kidding. But it's kind of funny to think that there's somebody on the planet who's like, no, Guam's going to tip over if we add any more people to it. Everybody stand on the middle of Guam. If you stand on the left or the right, it's going to flip over. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, so I'm sorry. Continue. Um, so I don't I don't know where to start. Um, the the one story that I heard the most about when I was a kid was I don't want to even call it a creature. Like I feel like I'm gonna get beat up in my sleep by um this spirit. We'll call it as well the spirits, but um the name that we have for it is uh um 
I'm sorry. Is it, is it um, the, I'm going to say this wrong. I'm wearing the a Tata shirt. Mona? Yeah, Tata Mona. Yes! I'm sorry. The shirt I'm wearing is Tata Mama Nono, which is a Chamorro artist. So I really, okay. I came dressed like all Guam today. Like even my sneakers today are by a Chamorro artist. We got the, like the Guam. You guys are missing it. She's decked out and those yeah. sneakers are actually pretty fucking cool. They are dope. They, he hand painted them and he sent them to me. That's um, awesome. So They're his really name is Tata Mama Nono, but Tata Mona. So... I, I didn't grow up speaking Chamorro. I only know when I'm getting in trouble, when my grandma was about to beat my ass. <laughs> and I know... <laughs> so you just know the warning words. <laughs> and right. it's really more a tone of voice than anything, because I don't even know what they mean. It's but funny, because yes. I used to get my ass beat all the time by my mom, and I never got a warning. No, no, you the only a- the warning that you always got was you ruined Thanksgiving. Yeah, and <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, so Tatsumonas are um, the spirits of our ancestors, which were... Basically, uh, some stories that I've heard are like they're the souls of the, the people that were killed off by the Spanish whenever the Spanish came and conquered. Um, but uh, Guam, you know, we're very family oriented and and we respect the people that are you know from the past. So uh, a lot of Chamorros believe that these spirits still inhabit the islands. And um, I remember growing up and hearing a couple stories from relatives that have encountered these spirits. And, and a lot of what they focus on is like respect. I, I'm guessing it has to do with respect of your elders. And, and pardon me, you guys, anybody listening who is more familiar than me with Chamorro um, culture, if I say this wrong, because I really, I grew up very far from Guam. Um, but there are certain things you're supposed to do when you're in Guam. Like if you're going to go into the jungle, you're supposed to ask permission. Yeah. Yeah, so, we have that too. That was part of our notes. Yeah, you're supposed to ask permission before you go into the jungle and ask the Tautomonas if um, you can go in. Um, you're not supposed to take anything did from anyone, the jungle. Did anyone tell you, like, what, and I'm not being a smartass, like, what were they expecting in a response? Like, is it a, you know, is it a, a sign at, in the morning when they wake up? Is it, like, the color of the sunrise? Like, what, what tells them, like, okay, the, the Tautomonas said it's okay? I actually haven't found an answer for that. I think you're just supposed to ask. And actually, I did see a story that said just because you ask doesn't mean that they're okay with it. Um, okay, and you know I don't know how to prove that, but I I did see a story about, and this is not a relative of mine. It, well, actually, everybody in Guam I consider a relative of mine. Like <laughs> it's somebody, a small island. It's yeah, a small island. I think there's like fifty five thousand Chamorros. Um, I don't know if that's in Guam. I saw this number. It's I don't know if it's in Guam or if it's in the world, because Guam is only like fifteen miles wide and thirty miles long. So I don't so know. So it's like the Delaware of islands. It is Delaware. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's shaped like the, just yeah. like Delaware. Exactly. It's the Delaware like of Del- islands. Yes. Um, so if I meet somebody from Guam, just way more interesting. Yeah. If they're attractive, like I'm staying far away because we are definitely related. Like (laughs) Guam, Saipan, Rota, any of those islands. Nah, we're good. (laughs) Um, so, uh, I guess they had asked permission of the Tautomona. So they, there's like a, some kind of plant that grows on a tree, but growing up, I always heard it was called a Tautomona tree. And, uh, but I think what it actually is, is some kind of like, uh, I don't even want to say fungus or algae, but it's like another plant that like attaches to other trees. So it's almost like a, it's almost like a parasite of some kind. Yeah. Some kind of parasitic plant. Um, or like, uh, what is it called where they're like, uh, the plants are like friends with each other and they live off. I don't know. Anyway. Um, um, shit. I know what you're talking about. 
It's like a community. Like yeah. It's, com, com, it's yeah. a colony. It's a colony some, of plants. Some yeah, kind of plant like that. It. So I don't know if it really takes from the other tree, but that's what they're, that's what signifies like a Tautomona tree. Um, and this family had this tree in their backyard and the branches were growing into the house. So I guess they had tried to ask permission and they cut the tree down um, after asking permission. And then the wife started getting like very sick. Like... She had fever. She was had, she uh, was she pregnant? Because I know the the tato uh, the tatomona don't like pregnant women. I don't think that was a story where she was pregnant. I've heard of one where they made a lady pregnant, or Damn. well, in theory, it's not like you know, there's no like sonogram or anything like that. Yo, tatomona, but her like, belly swelled up. In your pants, bro. So you know, basically, <laughs> like the the manifestation of these spirits is like you start having all these unexplainable physical reactions of some kind and you don't know you, there's no explanation for why you have them it could be bruises it could be cuts it, you know sickness illness fever all the way to like being fully possessed if you disrespect them or they feel like you disrespected them um or you don't ask permission um you know things like going into the jungle and being too loud at night um so you know, everyone from south boston is out is out. Yeah, we don't know how to be quiet or respectful or like. <laughs> yeah, I could. I that. think it's definitely more respectful jungle, than quiet. It's like I fucking respect these guys all the time. I'm just like you know, I'm trying to find my way around, guy. <laughs> well, I actually do have a story about. Um, well, I, I don't know if it considers if it's considered disrespect, but my aunt told me a story about when she was um, little. All you know, my mom, all my aunts and uncles, and my mom were going crabbing in Guam. So they were catching crabs, and um, she was saying they believe, like, the best day to catch crabs is, like, on a full moon. So they're out at night, and my Aunt Katie, she's the youngest, so she was, like, kind of falling behind the rest of the group who were walking too fast. And she was, like, calling out to them, like, hey, wait for me, you know, like, and, and they were not waiting because they're all older and they're moving at their pace. And she said she felt something reach from behind and cover her mouth. And she couldn't scream anymore. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's fucked up. And, you know, she said she believes in it. Um, there's another story. I don't remember the circumstances under what it ha what had happened. But I know that one of my aunts went into the jungle. And I think she didn't ask permission. And the next day she woke up with all these mysterious bruises on her body. And um, an uncle of mine, too. He usually when I wake up with mysterious bruises, it's because I got drunk at a rock show and blacked out. <laughs> well, she, I think, was not even close to like interested in drinking age. I mean, okay. I don't know how they do it in South Boston, but I mean, that's probably like nine or ten. I'm not actually from South Boston. <laughs> I'm from Quincy, which is a shittier version of South Boston. It's like if South Boston got hit in the head with a frying pan. It's weird because Sarge also has a story about catching crabs on a full moon. But I also, <laughs> also was not in Guam when that happened. Okay. <laughs> no, you're you you're at the uh the the Irish Embassy or something. She looks a lot like the Little Mermaid. Only her name was Shannon. Okay. All right, moving on. So um, it was what's Siobhan interesting? Dude. <laughs> Siobhan, <laughs> Kerry. So the information that we have is is pretty similar to that. One of the things um that you mentioned, I I had mentioned pregnant women earlier, um. They're often told to perfume or mask their scent or to wear their husband's clothing and stay indoors at night to keep the, the tatamona away. I haven't heard of that. So, I mean, this this is 
This is only yeah. sourced from. Where did we get this? From? I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong. I so this um, is from Wikipedia, so it could have been written by a guy who was sleeping next on door the, or something. <laughs> yeah, it could have been written by my neighbor who wears the orange hat all the time and kind of creeps me out a little bit. Oh. <laughs> you know the guy I'm talking about. Shout out neighbor. <laughs> no, so there's the a neighbor lot of we don't stories, talk to. A lot of stories I didn't get. You know, I my family is also. Um, both of my parents were in the Air Force, and all my aunts and uncles basically joined the military as well. And a lot of them were born here in the States because my grandfather from Saipan, which is like, you know, another Mariana Island, he was, um, I believe, Army. So we all grew up every in all different places. I wasn't, I didn't get the privilege of living on Guam and, you know, really like getting to be immersed in the culture, like a lot of my, my distant cousins. But, you know, my grandmother did live with us for most of my life and she would tell me stories. But a lot of it was like kind of broken up or, you know, broken English. It, I would have gotten a lot more out of it if I had all the aunties around me. Right, right, right. Yeah. So we don't I mean, it, it's kind of sucks for us because our whole for the most part, I mean, my our grandmother, for Jordan and I, our grandmother was the only one who came from Norway. And I wish that we had the chance to meet her because they still believe in elves. And I want to hear that rationalization. <laughs> Intrals, yeah. When she when she came over to the United States, she was only 18 months old, and her mother was super worried about getting blown up by the Germans because they had just sunk the Lusitania back in 1918. So <laughs> it's uh, not a lot of folklore. We're mostly just afraid of Nazis and having a Norwegian accent. Okay, so um, I think we're gonna take a break. And then Jordan, uh, you might have a little bit more information. Jordan's also got some science that he's going to throw our way. Here then, comes uh, the science. We got some science. Goo. Yeah, Jordan and I are both not very scientific, so it's mostly going to be us putting white out on a bee, I think. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. All right, so Research. we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Saj from Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. You might remember me from 30 seconds ago when I was just talking to you. Or you might remember me from my YouTube channel, where I was wearing a shack costume in Maynard's basement for no good goddamn reason. Well anyway, today I want to talk to you a little bit about self-help. Are you the kind of guy who can't wait to tell somebody about his penis when they post about their grandma's funeral? Are you the kind of guy who can't wait to talk about Jesus? when someone mentions that they walked past an R-rated movie once? Are you the guy who can't wait to tell everyone who you voted for on a post about puppies on Instagram? Well then this message is for you. No one fucking likes you. You're a terrible human being and everything you do is a drag on everyone else. But it doesn't have to be this way. All you need to do is take your phone and smash it into your giant caveman-like forehead. You're not going to feel it. You're too dumb to feel anything. But the good news is your phone will stop working and nobody else has to deal with your stupid ass when they open up their notifications. And I think that'll make the world a better place. If you think smashing your phone is too drastic, maybe just put your left hand or your right hand in a wood chipper. Or put both hands in a wood chipper. God knows I'd appreciate it. Anyway, this has been Saja's Self-Help. Have a blessed day. All right, welcome back to segment three. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, Katrina's family's experience in Guam. Okay, so uh, my last, I guess, uh, are we still on the Tata Monas? 
Yeah, we were talking about Tatamonas, and we were talking about uh, whether they were headless or not. Yeah, so um, stories that I've heard is that they're either headless or faceless. So when, you know, the people that have seen one, they they usually appear in, like, white or um, basically, like, they don't have a face. So that's what that's what I've heard. None of my right. family have seen one. They've either just felt one or experienced the um, the side effects. So they're, I guess. Like, they're like a classy version of Maynard. Faceless. Yeah. And, and white. Yeah. And white. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, wow. Well, I don't wow. know how classy the Tautamonas are, but. Uh, they know, might be. You know, faceless. they might have like wine and cheese back at the house. Yeah, okay. For you. Cool. <laughs> I'm having wine and cheese right now. What wine pairs best with this headless person? <laughs> yeah. Merlot. <laughs> oh okay wait <laughs> I so uh, white wine. one of the things we were talking about that w- i thought was interesting on the break is every culture has its own headless monster you know you've got um anne boleyn in england uh one of henry VIII's wives she walks around with a head under her arm you've got in the um, uh, tower of england the tower of london in the tower of london and then you've got the story of um uh legend of sleepy hollow Yes. By um, Washington Irving, and yes. uh, again, you have a, you have a headless a headless demon being, or uh, uh, whatever you want to call it. So I think it's interesting to me that that so many cultures have these own the, their own headless creatures. Um, it makes me wonder, you know, is it is it a, a phenomenon that happens when you dream that you you see a headless thing, or you know, how many headless dudes are just kind of wandering around out there in some other dimension? And they're just hanging out with us. Maybe it's just. They don't have heads in that dimension. Are all these like European places that have like headless because they used to love to chop some heads off? Yeah, uh, well, that yeah, was a big well, part of it, especially Anne Boleyn. I mean, Anne Boleyn was actually beheaded, so that that's why she didn't have a head. But like wh- Tatamonas, we don't know how they died, but when you know, a lot of them are like, um, well, we say the spirits of people that died when Spain came through, which that's Europe and. Yeah, and there's yeah, a well, chance that they Spain were beheaded. Was doing, yeah. When Spain was conquering places, they were pretty brutal about going through and, and setting an example of the culture that was there. And um, But if I remember correctly, there was also a story we caught um, that Kevin, Kevin, uh, non, uh, what is it, Telemundo Jordan? Yes. Telemundo Jordan did some research on this episode for us. And one of the stories that he came up with was a story about human sacrifice um, 1623, human sacrifice was practiced to placate the great fish, which is what we mentioned earlier when women would uh, use their hair to weave nets. So when they sang, the nets got bigger. Um, it was also practiced to placate the great fish. This claim may be related to the uh, uh, Chamorro legend, Chamorro legend um, of why the island of Guam is narrow in the middle. And according to the legend, gigantic fish, which we talked about, was eating away at the sides of the island. And um, the ancient Chamorro supposed uh, supposedly had magical abilities. So uh, even then, you know, there's they make they make the claim of human sacrifice. So I mean, th- there's a lot of claims of that though, and unfortunately, I think a lot of it is kind of geared in racism and a misunderstanding of culture. Um, because it, there's been a lot of claims about Papua New Guinea and in places in the kind of Austro-Asian areas of the, those uh, those ethnic islands where they're, they're saying that there was... It might be true. You never know. I mean, I, I sometimes I'm almost blown away by the fact that, like, Guam is so tiny and it's so far away from every major landmass. And, and, like, sometimes I just think I'm like, something made my people 
get on a canoe, basically, yeah, essentially a canoe. a canoe. And, you know, if anybody's ever looked out into the ocean, like you can see far, but you can't really see that far, like as far as Guam and say, hey, I'm going to go out there and see what's out there. But when you think of those people, you also have to think like the massive balls those guys had to have and those women had to have to be like, I'm just going to get on this narrow canoe, hollowed out tree with an outrigger. And I'm just going to paddle until I find another place. They could have been out there for weeks on Not end. Probably in the water. months. Like Guam yeah. is so far from everything. Like something had to drive them to like look f- like they had to want to know. Like, it's almost like it was a human spirit. Like the human yeah. spirit was just like the, the same spirit that drove uh, Sir Edmund Hillary in Tenzing Norway, Norgay up Mount Everest is the same thing that put them in a canoe and was like, Go that way for a little while, and you'll find something. Probably, which is funny because you know, like when when colonization was happening, you had people who literally thought there was a giant sea serpent that was eating right, ships. Right, you know, Like people were afraid to go out in giant boats with tons of supplies and cannons, and you had people who were like, "Ah, fuck it, I got a raft. Let's do this." <laughs> you have that to wonder, like, like 3, how much thousand years before? Like, yeah, you know, they, they didn't they know. They did it before Europe even came through with their like state of the art eighteen hundreds boats. Like they were already there yeah. for thousands of years. They, I think they might have maybe come from Asia, like Cambodia or somewhere. I, I don't, so I don't really know. Anything but. that I saw was was a lot of the um, uh, Austrio. They say Austro Asian, so people from mostly south, the the yeah. south um, Asian area, uh, Asian islands like Papua New Guinea, and uh, even the the Aboriginals from um, Australia, which came from somewhere else in and of themselves. And then you you know, but the people of the North Sentinelese Islands. They're also believed to have some kind of lineage from the Australian continents as they came up uh, through the the Indian Ocean into India and the islands that surrounded it. So it's kind of interesting to me because these people, these early explorers, without the modern technology or somewhat modern technology that they had in the 1600s, 1700s, they just had this wily coyote approach to discovering the world. They're like, let's get in a boat. Let's go that way and see what happens. Meanwhile, Europe is afraid like the earth is flat and they're going to fall yeah. off. Like, <laughs> well, don't go like, too far. You've got a whole sailboat when we're like paddling out into the ocean like by hand. Like, fuck that. We, we out here. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, That's the so un- dope to me. unbridled bravery of these people. It had Close to be something mind. so spiritual to like make them take that leap yeah of that's faith. A, that's faith i mean when you think about faith that's that is faith right there like you're you're just like i'm just gonna get in a boat and i'm gonna go where there's no islands and hopefully i'll hit one eventually no when fresh water about, yeah and you think about how vast the pacific ocean is just by itself and then i'm gonna come back and bring more people yeah i'm like i've been gone for 20 years all my kids grew up but hey honey hop on the boat with me with a now adult children and let's go <laughs> let's again go. <laughs> for no reason I think I remember the way. I left breadcrumbs. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had the stars. I'm sure they use stars and stuff like that. It's just total. But, it oh, just, oh, there could man. be like a typhoon or something out there. You know, they could be I don't even like to drive to 7-Eleven after 10 p.m. <laughs> it's amazing. I order shit on Amazon because I don't have to go to Walmart. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right? Nobody wants to go to Walmart. Nah, facts. This guy's like, I need coconuts. I need to paddle four days east. True. And I'm like, I don't want to go to Walmart, and it's four minutes from my house in my car. We do have a <laughs> coconut wine. 
from Guam. And oh, wow. it is delicious. I want it. Yeah. We need it. It's so good. I gotta figure out how to make it because they don't sell it. Like it's some like I went to my family reunion and they're like, Yeah, this is called tuba. And I'm like, like the instrument? They're like, well, like the wine, and I'm like, let me try some. I want a piece. Give me some. And it was like in a like a reused soda bottle, like like you were saying earlier, like you just reclaim everything. Like what? If it's around, I'm gonna use it, and I definitely. It doesn't matter. I mean, a plastic soda bottle is pretty durable, so it's gonna stretch a little bit because you're you're fermenting alcohol. Yeah. So a soda bottle makes sense to me. But yeah, yeah. Either way, I want I want I want a piece. So if any of our friends, our new friends from Guam, can hook us up. I'm going to look it up on YouTube Mail me and I'll a plastic try it. soda bottle, hook me up, I'll drink it, and I'll put it on a video for you. All right, so uh, I'm sorry. We, we, were, we got off the rails. We were talking about folklore. Well, I was still off the rails. Google Street View doesn't work in North Korea, just so you know. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's mostly dark. Where are you trying to go? I was just, I'll you know, I, w- I was on, you know, I was on Guam and I was doing the Street View thing. Just, just you went kind of far north for that. No, one. I didn't. No, I did. I did. I just started going random places. And I was like, oh, and just, that's why man, it's been so quiet this whole episode. He's been playing with Google Street View. Uh, I've just been sitting here like, oh, wow. But uh, this is weird. my fault. I it's told him weird. that Google exists. And ever since he's been, yeah. he's been using his Windows arms Explorer are, for months. His arms are <laughs> way more defined now, though. Wait, you just started months ago and. Never stopped <laughs> on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, this is all this is all brand new to me. This is great. Most of what he knows about pop culture, he learned from uh, PBS and the library. Library is a good resource. He my, just, my card gets a lot of views. He just stopped. <laughs> he just stopped making Tom Sawyer references a couple of days ago. And I'm not talking about the Rush song. I'm talking about the Mark Twain book. He he still buys Encyclopedia Britannica. He's There's the only like the one. books, Wait, like yeah. the physical books. Wait, you guys don't. No, no, no. Oh. That's that's why Google exists. That's where we got all this. Forget it. Moving on. Knowing Carta Encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> that's my jam. Britannic. On LaserDisc. Yeah. Yeah, those don't work anymore, unfortunately. So what do we got? What are we at now? So I, I sorry to interrupt. We were talking about exploring. We were talking about headless uh, tatamonas. Duendes. Duendes. Yes. Okay. So my um, I guess view of these mythological beings spirits um duendes is very narrow i just know that my grandmother used to um refer to them as leprechauns but you know clearly they're not irish um they're very far from ireland they're black irish yeah they can survive in the sun probably a lot better than (laughs) actually you know what maybe they only come out at night i don't know i don't know they're like puckwudgies but um part irish i can part confirm yeah when it's funny because like you say that the Pukwudgie thing, and that's kind of how I stumbled upon Duendes. Um, but th- there's not, like, a great translation for it. So, like, you know... Little you're people, or, like... What I've heard is that they're child spirits. Um, and the stories I've heard have been of, like, children seeing them or of them looking like little little girls or little boys. And um, I've not... I, I'm guessing other cultures have Duendes, but... Um, I have not heard of any stories of them being like mischievous, you know. So, and that's funny because, you know, my research when I was doing the Pukwudgie thing and I was trying to find like, you know, um, ideas of like other cultures who have Don't similar. Don't say that name a third time. Right. Cause... Well, uh, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. So oh. um, we, we, when we did the Bridgewater episode, we talked about those that shall not be named. And we said their names a lot and then we lost power for like a second. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, it, you can hear it on the recording. We didn't cut it. So, um, Eversource, Eversource, Eversource. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now there's going to be a gas explosion. Great, thanks. Um, so, uh, 
Duende does come from like Spanish and Portuguese and, and Filipino folklore. And oh, it's okay. like, that's the background. But the closest translation is like ghost or goblin. Um, oh, okay. And like that, what we believe is like goblins, like they're mischievous. They have myth- mythical powers. Um, they're charming. They hang out with this awesome rock band. They're about to write a book. We talk to them on Twitter. Um, oh, different goblin. Oh, I'm thinking of John Goblicon. My mistake. So good man, great man. So great what's funny about out. them being children is one of the examples of how um, duende is used in different languages. Is that like um, it, it's used like as a a mythical or or force given off to draw in an audience, and children usually capture people's attention. Um, so when you have like the term duende and you associate it with children, uh, it's because children are are they, they have that charm that attracts people to them. Um, you, you notice a child, you like a child laughing or playing or whatever, you like you are drawn to that. So that's kind of where Duende comes from. Uh, don't don't the uh, Native American demons that shall not be named make the same thing? They make a child's the sound of a child in yeah, distress. Yeah, they've, they've made they've made the sounds of child children playing, children in distress. They um they're shapeshifters. They're but they're more mischievous. Um, they've led people to their deaths. Um, and then you have leprechauns, which also have childlike tendencies. They love to play jokes on people and mess with people. Elves in uh, Iceland and Scandinavia, they also uh, have been known to play tricks on people and so uh, this be is, mischievous. Seems so like one of those things that has, again, traveled yeah, across Yeah, it's cultures. traveled across the world. Everybody's got their own version of it. It's like the Great Flood story, you know. It, it, it's a great flood situation in the fact that every culture has their own great flood that they talk and about. And it's each one's a, a little different. Like this one, you know, duendes are different because they're, they're children, um, you know, in the aspect that you've heard them. But like in, in Spanish folklore, they're more like goblins and, and mischievous, you know, mythical creatures. Almost like the goggles that they put on churches. Yeah, yeah right. I haven't so. heard of them making any great like marshmallow cereal, though. <laughs> so I don't know. I wish they did because yeah. I would be a lot happier about them. The The story that I saw on YouTube um, was of a, a girl that was with her parents. And apparently, my aunt confirmed this, uh, back in the day in Guam, they really just used to let little children kind of like wander off on their own. Um, They'll come back if as somebody from Quincy. I can confirm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, my parents were also like, "Hey, go to Barry's Deli. It's a mile and a half from the house. Walk there. You eight. Here's twenty dollars." No, well, the story of my um, uh, my uncle. This is another uh, Tato Mona story. Um, my uncle was three years old, which I couldn't even imagine leaving a three year old unattended. Um, I had to ask her like four times. I didn't even on let the my three year old touch my cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Um. So my um, great aunt, my auntie Dotting and my grandmother, their backyards kind of backed up to each other. Their ranches like kind of bordered, their properties bordered. And um, I guess everybody at my grandma's house thought that my uncle Frankie, who was at the time three, was spending the night at auntie Dotting's house. And so nobody checked on him. Like, where's the three-year-old? You know, that's the baby child. And um, he, I guess he got like, stuck outside in the yard somewhere (laughs) by himself and uh he was crying but nobody heard him like he was trying to come in the house and and nobody could let him in and (laughs) this is a total child neglect story these days hold on i have i have something similar to make you feel better uh when you finish this one and it's about my brother (laughs) so he i guess was crying at the door 
Nobody let him in all night long. So he just like fell asleep on the back porch. And, oh, no, the poor little guy. Yeah, I guess because he was out there crying all night. Um, this is horrible. Why am I laughing? <laughs> it's kind of oh, funny because he lived. It's funny because he lived. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, he lived through the <laughs> recipes, <laughs> Uncle Frankie. Um, but he lived through that. Um, <laughs> so well, they now found, I feel terrible. No, they found him. No, he, you know. Okay. Well into adulthood, Fair he passed enough. away. Um, they found him the next morning, and he had like bruises and bites all over his ears. And so our family suspected oh, that shit. the Tatamona got him for being cr- for crying all night long because he was supposed to be the... quiet. Yeah. And uh, my grandmother brought him to the church and and uh, washed his face and body and stuff with holy water, and um, the bruises and stuff went away. Can you imagine being a three year old though, and everybody's like, "Well, it's your fault. You're covered in bruises." Tim. yeah you you were yelling you pissed off the headless <laughs> ghosts outside for being for being sad that you don't know why you're locked out of the house and, and he's like no assholes i had to sleep on the hammock and i was eaten by mosquitoes and a hyena yeah <laughs> oh my god however i you know so i don't want you to feel bad about your story because um this happens to uh middle class families in, from massachusetts we went camping and uh, we, my parents had a camper, and this was like a big boon for for our family because it meant we could go to places all over the country, and for some reason, we only went to shitty places. But anyway, we found this one campground, and uh, we were sleeping in the camper, and the way the camper works is, is you, you uncrank it, and there's beds on either side, and then you snap the beds into place with um, these like little metal snaps, like the same snaps you use in your jacket. So uh, my dad, Jordan, and I are sleeping in one bed. My mom and my sister are sleeping in another bed. And we wake up early in the morning to my father freaking the fuck out because my, my little brother has disappeared. Jordan has disappeared into the ether. This was the third bed in the room. You could actually take the table, like the kitchen table. There was out. another bed that Jordan could have easily slept on and it wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah, no, this was the, this was the bed. They, they, we made the third bed. They, it was the kitchen table that you took out and the... The chairs around the table, like the sofa, like yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were in, you were in the kitchen area. Anyway, so the next morning we wake up and my dad's freaking the fuck out, and so's my mom because Jordan has disappeared. We go outside, and uh, there's Jordan sleeping in the Red Rider wagon that we had. He had fallen out of the camper in the middle of the night, didn't wake up, and just stayed asleep in the Red Rider wagon underneath the camper. <laughs> Oh my god! My parents had no idea. <laughs> That's as what they get adult, for not locking the door. As an adult, I think to myself, "How is it that I was like ten, sleeping in a bed with my father and my five or four year old brother, <laughs> sleeping by himself?" Oh my god! And rolled out of the camp. Literally, anyone could have come by and taken him in the middle of the night. No one would have noticed. Because I mean, he was a heavy sleeper. He, no, he didn't make a noise. He fell out of that thing and just slammed into the. He fell off the bed into an aluminum wagon don't and act, stayed asleep. Don't act like you've never passed out and not been able to wake up. Yeah, but most of the time that was because of alcohol. It wasn't because I was five. Are you guys Irish? Oh, yeah. Naturally. Yeah. Okay, no. well then. Partially. We're, we're half drunk. Irish, half Norwegian. He might have been well, drunk. No, it's not even Jordan? half Irish. It's No, no, Jordan, like Jordan didn't start drinking until... Five? Seven years ago, I think, his bachelor party. Oh wow! No, it was no, I'm fucking congrats. with him. I'm fucking with him. It was the night that, uh, I mean, the worst night was the night I puked over your balcony. Or no, 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 no. I think the worst night was when I had to wrangle you. We were at a campground, and no, I had no, to no, wrangle no, no, you no, no, out no. of the middle of a major highway because he is shit faced drunk. 
You know, no, that was that with was my shirt on, mind that you. Was, that was my bachelor party. I'm we had drawn X. We had drawn X's over his nipples because he was that drunk. I was. I'm talking about the uh, my 21st birthday where I puked over the back deck. Yeah, but you were at home. You were with friends. We took care of you. Yeah. After you threw up. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was bad. That was a bad night. So you guys are brothers. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, my little yeah. brother. Oh, okay. I'm five years older than him, and then we have an older brother whose name uh, cannot be spoken for legal reasons oh. on this podcast uh, because <laughs> no, he, he will it's, sue it's, us. It's, oh. Yeah, it's good legal reasons. Like, yeah, you know, we're, he, we're, we're, we're very close with him, but he will not let us say his name. And then we have a little sister who's actually pregnant, and she's going to do a podcast for us after she uh, pushes that baby out about having a baby. All right. First one? It's her first. Okay. It's our it's our parents' tenth grandchild, but her first. Be, due to the that's fact that we're part Irish, we breed ten well more, in captivity. That's ten more okay. grandchildren in than captivity. The world yeah. Where are you captive? Uh, marriage. That's the, that's. Oh, the, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's ten more grandchildren than the world would want us to have. But. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, and so um, it, it's not really it's not really like a totally crazy story because when I think about my childhood, my parents definitely put me in many dangerous situations. Mm-hmm. They were like, just go to sleep. You'll be fine in the morning. One time we slept in our driveway and we got woken up by gunshots. Oh, my goodness. In Quincy. We, we were sleeping in the camper in our driveway because once we got that goddamn thing, you couldn't get us out of it. Uh, yeah, so the gunshots in Quincy and we got woken up by it. My parents were like, yeah, you're crazy. I'm you're curious what the, the dangerous child stories are going to look like 20 years from now when they're like, one time my mom shut off the Wi-Fi <laughs> and I was home without it. My she parents home, forgot to put the parental locks on my YouTube account you know, and I saw a guy fall off a chair. We we really like, you know, we got all the stranger danger shit. Like, uh, you know, somebody offers you a puppy, you know, take it, blah, blah, blah. Like, if I, I'm going to be honest. If somebody came around and, like today and was like, hey, you want a puppy? I'd be like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I would do. I would no, take the puppy. Like, like What's Uber, funny they're, they're like, like, yeah, get in this guy's car. What's funny right. though is that like this is what our parents warned parents, us against. My parents warned me against talking to strangers. With my kids, I'm like, no, 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 you can say hi to that guy. It's fine. I'm here. My kids don't even want to talk to each other, let alone a stranger. <laughs> right? Have you ever gone up to a little kid and said hello and they said hi back? You're like surprised. You're like, oh shit, you're a normal kid. Now that I think about it, no, like little kids. Little kids don't talk to anybody. They just like stare at me. They might smile, but like they're not going to like wave or interact. No fucking way. Stranger danger has gone the other direction. We need to make our kids like, if your parents are there, strangers are probably a lot safer. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's still, it's still, it's, I remember being taught like, my mom or your mom said that it's okay for me to pick you up from school and you're not supposed to listen to that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you don't know that person, yeah, I know your mom. Come with me. I'm like, nope. Can't now go. I get shit if I'm four minutes late in the school line. Kids oh. come on, they're like, Dad, there was only one car behind you. You were late. <laughs> and I'm like, asshole, you're lucky I'm not in a blue van offering you Captain Crunch. Like, if this was in Guam in the 70s, you would have been walking home on your own from preschool. You would have been sleeping on the front porch. You would have had bruises and bug bites, you yes. little pain in the ass. Um. All right. So um, uh, let's get into some science. What do okay. you got for me? So um, as we've kind Hold of... Hold on. Let me, uh, let me introduce the segment. Um, so I should probably give it some context. So Jordan did a little research on his own. He uh, did some research on the island of Guam and its um, its geographic makeup and some other information as well. And so he's going to try and explain why uh, the people of Guam might be seeing headless ghosts. Continue. 
So uh, there's a popular theory that surrounds ghosts, um, and it was popularized. Pop- Asians are known for bad vision. Popular. <laughs> <laughs> that explains the driving. Yeah, right. Uh, it doesn't. Exp- <laughs> you can still use a turn signal. I don't understand. Use uh, your blinker, you cocksucker. No, we just never gonna turn it off. Like it's yeah, gonna be right, on for right. three miles. <laughs> it's either you never use it or you're always on. Yeah. Figure it out. Uh, so. There's a popular theory. It became popular because of the popularization of ghost hunting. Uh, and it's that limestone deposits and um, in these rock formations in certain areas attract uh, energy of ghosts and trap energy of ghosts. And limestone happens to cover the entire island of Guam. Uh, it's what is it about limestone? So that's what I'm getting. Does to. a ghost have scurvy? Um, the thing with limestone. I made a lime joke and nobody got it. You know, I, I got it. I don't even know what scurvy vitamin is. Vitamin C. Oh boy. So scurvy. Oh, it's when something pirates get. Oh, so you don't. Scurvy. Any sailors? Like Do you need English to wear sailors. a condom for that? Like no. So surprisingly, no. Th- you ever heard the term limey? I mean, if you put limes in a condom, limey. yeah, probably it would help so, treat it. So uh, the term limey comes from uh, British sailors who would get scurvy and. Because of the, the uh, deficiency in the vitamin, uh, was it vitamin C? Vitamin C, yeah. Yeah, they would eat limes, and they would have them in their mouth because the limes are rich in vitamin C. So you eat it. It would help um, you get over scurvy. It helps scurvy. you get over scurvy. Yeah. that's why the British. Because when limes. you're out, when you're out at the, when you're out in the ocean, you don't have a lot of vitamin C. They were eating hardtack and. Um, Which is just bread. It's just, and, bre- uh, it's just salt. Uh, salt. Like beef jerky. Salt. Pork. Yeah, basically, yeah, they were salt eating pork. salt pork and hardtack. They weren't eating great food, so they didn't have a lot of access to vitamin C. So we get this illness called scurvy. I don't remember exactly what it does, but yeah, what Jordan's saying is absolutely correct. Uh, and I know this because my father is basically an 1820 sailor in a 1953 body. Um, and so he knew all this shit and he would teach us about it when we should have been learning about, I don't know, paying your taxes or something. So anyway, long story short, uh, old Balancing sailors would go... <laughs> Old sailors would go out, and they would uh, they'd be in the water. They would get scurvy, and they would have to eat limes. Uh, limes. That's why the English, as Jordan was saying, were called limes because they were always looking for citrus fruit. So, um, Guam is is formed basically by, by volcanic rock. Um, there's two forms of of volcanic rock um, that basically dominate the land. It's uh, two different types of of volcanic rock, and then on top of it is all limestone so a theory that uh our good friend not telemundo jordan and i had talked about was that um no he was he he's telemundo jordan you're not telemundo oh yeah, jordan. yeah you know what i meant you know what i meant so telemundo jordan and i uh talked about the idea that limestone was attracting these ghosts um and spirits and, and showing them um to the people of of guam so so, so uh, just to clarify because um for anybody who might not have caught it. What Jordan is saying is not that um, the ghosts were coming from like across the ocean and other continents. It, it was just that the limestone was attracting ghosts because it was, from the it's island. Conductive. Um, the interesting thing about limestone is it's not conductive unless it's wet. Um, and this When is you're on an island, everything is not wet. Not always. So this is where I get this. Um, the Stanley Hotel has been made famous because of its haunted past. Stanley also Hotel was uh, Shining. Yes, yeah? that's also the uh, where the book was written. Yep. So, um, 
the show Ghost Hunters did um, a, a thing around there, and they came up with this theory that large deposits of limestone, uh, magnetite, and quartz caused the hauntings. And um, a geological survey was done and basically debunked that whole thought process. Um, the information that Ghost Hunters got was th- was from the people at the hotel um, in in like tour like tourist people in uh, in and around the Stanley Hotel. There is actually not a large amount of limestone or magnetite or quartz there, large enough that would be conductive. And again, it needs to be wet in order to conduct electricity um, or any type of energy. So, going back to the Stanley Hotel. They did this, this these geologists. Yeah, and this, this geological they did a soil survey. survey with the U.S. government. Uh, they did a soil survey of the whole area. I can't believe the U.S. government was like, yeah, no, 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 ghost guys. I'll come and pretend to believe it in your nonsense. It wasn't ghost guys. This was people trying to disprove the idea that limestone is, in fact, um, a conductor of psychic But even energy. then, when you think about it, I mean, it's an absurd fucking concept. It's Absolutely, no it is. But, ghosts. but the problem is, is it's become a popularized concept because of shows like Ghost Hunters or Ghost Adventures or whatever. You always hear, "Oh, there's limestone in the area. High deposits of limestone." This you hear the same thing about Gettysburg, but it's with granite. There's high deposits of granite in Gettysburg, which is why there's so many ghosts there. Yeah, there's high deposits or, deposits of granite in Quincy. The only thing you got in Quincy was guys jumping into the fucking quarries, I getting mean, impaled on antennas. Look a lot like zombies. That's, You're a, not wrong. that's truth, and Quincy has more than its fair share. Um, and so there's no real science to support this, other than, again, when limestone gets wet, it becomes conductive. What's really interesting is limestone can be very conductive, and there's uh, German chemists have actually figured out a way to use limestone to carry energy from uh, solar energy from the desert in Africa, actually, to Europe. Um, wow. And so they create these limestone batteries that they um, load up with, with this solar so energy. So the limestone can actually store the energy to be transported? Yeah, and then That's they, they actually burn it at uh, 650 degrees Celsius um, in the presence of carbon dioxide, uh, and it actually reconverts the limestone and gives a massive release of heat, which ends up boiling water into steam and Pushing the turbines, which tr- creates tr- that's fascinating. Yeah, so these wow. these uh, German chemists have done this, and they've actually been able to reduce the cost of of. Um, How many ghosts have they burned? Right. So, <laughs> you know, it was an interesting. Great, theory. you killed was, Aunt Ida again. It was something assholes. that we talked about, but there is no scientific evidence to support the idea that limestone um, actually conducts and holds. Well, I mean, Para- the tough part with science energy. when it comes to paranormal is you can't prove that shit either way because when you're looking for something as highly testable, which is the nature of scientific experiments, you're looking to test, to disprove, or prove your theory. Well, when it comes to paranormal, it's all subjective. It's, it's your personal what, experience. What's interesting and what has been proven is that electromagnetic fields often give um, feelings of uneasiness or headaches or whatnot to people in... They Which is something that we talked about on a previous episode where, uh, with Manon's ghost. So electri- high areas of electrono- electromagnetic fields 
will give you the feeling that of like paranoia yeah absolutely and people often let their imaginations kind of run wild which is where sometimes if you have this this emf field um you feel like the, the you feel uneasy. You feel like someone's watching you. And when we're talking about EMF fields, we're not talking about like Frankenstein's lab with the giant, you know, sparkly yeah. pillars where electricity is jumping across. An EMF field can just be a poorly conducted, um, in, in old. It uh, makes a lot of sense. Like um, what they say with the Tatamonas yeah. is like sometimes you just walk through the jungle and feel like somebody's watching you. Exactly. But yeah. then you're also talking about. The other aspect of that is that human evolution has created a, a, a signal, uh, well, not a signal, but a pathway in our brain where we see patterns that aren't there because we're trying to find faces. So a lot of the times you hear about the term periodolia, which uh, my beautiful daughter uh, on one episode already uh, made fun of because it's a silly thing that happens to us. You see Jesus' face Well, you see Jesus in toast, you know? Um, but periodolia... Is, is another aspect of that electromagnetic thing. So when you get the electric electromagnetic field around you, you start to feel like there's something else there. The but the pareidolia takes over, and when you're looking at a fucking banana tree or whatever you find in Guam, uh, my mistake, because I don't know if bananas go in Guam. Mm. Coconuts. Coconuts. There you go. Avocados, That's the word mangoes. I was looking for. Coconuts, mangoes. You're looking at a mango tree, and you're going to see a pair of eyes, and it turns out to be two mangoes. And maybe uh, I don't or, know a snake. Uh, like a popular thing is, is like fog. <laughs> but the when bottom you, when line you is, you see something f- in the clouds, and yeah. you see fog. Who amongst us has not been shit. extremely high and seen a demon in a tree? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, and this one you've not lived. This one would take a lot <laughs> I am more the research. Demon in the tree. <laughs> yeah, well, demon dick. Yeah, demon dick. Um, I've seen demon dick. But but yeah, so w- this would take a lot more research, and it would take someone going out and measuring electromagnetic fields out and out in Guam, but um, if, you know, it rains, the limestone gets wet, and if it's conducting energy... But yeah, if you, I mean, if you're paranoid already because of the electromagnetic field that you were just talking about... you're also hearing all these stories... And, and then you start seeing things that aren't there. So, so it's, that's it's very kind of, possible that's that some of this stuff um, is all in your mind, and it's uh, you're, you are being affected by the limestone of the rock there, um, just in different... In, in a different way, not because there's a, a spiritual energy there conducted by limestone, but because there's, you know, it may be conducting an, an EMF field. So I'm uh, paranoid right now because I feel like the spirit of my grandmother wants to slap us all with a sandal right now. Yeah. <laughs> about, like, it's over. Just so, wait. I mean, I, w- I will, I uh, will play into your paranoia a little bit. Maynard's cat is very violent tonight. Well, and you're, you're egging him on, dude. And I'm watching the whole thing. Maynard's Barry, house is Barry haunted. really We've, wants to fight me right now. Maynard's house Hello? is haunted by his wife's uh, grandparents. Barry, knock it off. Okay. So that's a like that's a thing. We talked about that in an episode. <laughs> oh, see, now we're knocking things over. And then he scared himself with a can. It fell on the floor. Periodolia took over. And he thought Satan was coming to get him. From a portal opened by female masturbation. And it all ties back to the beginning of the show. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so uh, one more time, I want to thank Kevin for doing the research for us. He is at Token Hispanic eighty five. Can we use his real name? We're gonna say Kevin. Kevin, we don't. Not gonna, we're not gonna say his last name. We don't do that here. He's at not Telemundo Jordan. No, he's at Token Bad. Hispanic eighty five. But he's known as not Telemundo Jordan. No, I'm pretty he's sure. No, he's, he's known. That you guys. No, no, are no, no you're right. This. Oh, Jordan is not Telemundo Jordan. Kevin. Uh, at Token Hispanic 85, if you type in Telemundo Jordan, you're going to find him. 
Uh, so, Kevin, thank you so much for your research. You did a great job. Thank you. Huge help. Um, and we look forward to having you help us in the future. Uh, thank you for listening. Hit us up on Patreon. Donate some money if you can. If you can't, hit us up on iTunes and give us a good uh, review. And uh, follow us on Twitter, goddammit. And follow Katrina on Twitter. Katrina, give your Twitter handle again. It's at I am Katrina C underscore. And, you know, it's uh, Katrina with a K. But if you need to find me, just look in uh, Sarge the Destroyer's friends or retweets or something. Yeah, we're going to find <laughs> me there. on Instagram at Sarge the Destroyer. I have like 12 followers, so she won't be hard to find. Yeah. Um, and then uh, make sure you hit her up. Follow her, too. She's got a podcast. Want to blast your podcast as well? Yes. So um, we're relaunching my podcast, formerly known as The Slaylist Show. But uh, you're going to find us this fall as The Measure Pod, The Measure Podcast, um, September 7th, 8th, or 9th weekend is our, we're, we're going to record. So um, look for us shortly after that. And you'll find them on Twitch. Follow her page. She'll give you all the information. Twitch, Instagram, The Measure Pod. Just find me and I'll direct you. Yeah, or send a DM to me or Jordan or the podcast and we'll send you in the right direction. Uh, Thank you for listening and um, have a great night. Bye.